Hi everyone, I'm Sangeeta and you're listening to my podcast, Plan and Sang. Today's podcast, as you see the title, is Why I Will Never Enjoy a Woody Allen Movie Again. Now, I just finished watching the series, Allen vs. Pharaoh, and I have to confess that up to now, I've been a really um, ardent Woody Allen fan. I love his movies. I even thought... Uh, Mia Farrow was a historical, hysterical w- woman who was making up lies and maligning Woody Allen. And that's the PR narrative that really has been there in the past uh, 20-odd years. Uh, the world has believed that Woody Allen is the victim and that uh, Dylan is not. And I read her, even Dylan's piece and um, the media reports were so conflicting that um, many times I was... Uh, doubtful of what the true story was and now of course um, I'm not a judge I'm not a jury but um, this is just my personal opinion Uh, I will never enjoy a Woody Allen movie again in my life after seeing this show and I'm going to talk to you about um, why and also talk to you about steps that you can take if you are um, supporting a person who's been sexually abused or um, are sexually abused yourself. Uh, So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So I'll just dive in. So this show is honestly a must watch Uh, for any person above 18. I would say uh, not just in in a form of how to deal with, um, you know, sexual abuse and what you have to do um, and how you're supposed to support somebody. Because actually the truth is uh, Dylan was victimized all over again multiple times in the format of the fact that she didn't have anyone believing her. She was shut up and um, not allowed to speak up and told that, you know, like the truth is that uh, many people who are victims are basically told that to keep quiet Um, and... um, they themselves don't know how to verbalize what they're going through and that's the film really this documentary is really long Um, it's a four-part series and it's done beautifully I I think that it's really important to um, you know bring this out this perspective out this narrative out so the narrative that Woody Allen takes basically in this film is and what the conclusion I got from this is that Basically, Woody Allen has a good PR with uh, very expensive lawyers. And every time I saw him, I just saw a guy who's very rich, who's very connected and has very good lawyers writing really good speeches for himself. Um, When I saw Mia, on the contrary, she um, seemed hysterical or seemed hysterical in quotes um, because she, she was being true to how she approached life as a mother now here i'm i'm going to add that not all mothers are perfect there are fathers who are imperfect there are mothers who are imperfect and as a mother myself i know there have been plenty of days where i've made mistakes but uh, in the case of uh, a crime that is committed against a child um, which it is a lot of people don't don't realize that sexual abuse in whatever form it happens um, is a crime against a child and a lot of people don't realize it a lot of people shun it a lot of people shun it but it's not okay it's not okay and it's not 
um, legal for anybody to touch anybody and do anything wrong to them. Um, I have been and known women who have been sexually abused and honestly when I saw the film I saw Dylan's I was literally studying her reaction from the beginning to the end and Dylan's reaction um, is not a person who's made this up it's not a lie it's the truth and I'm not saying this because I'm this person who's tuned into the narrative or anything but there were many many uh, pointers that uh, you can see from a person who's been abused sexually a person who's been abused in us in life how they react their fears their guilt their feelings and that was really disheartening and and really sad for me, for me to see a person who's been um, shunned aside and not believed uh, who's literally displaying all the reactions um, I mean, honestly, if the only time I will watch a Woody Allen film is if Woody Allen sees his documentary and goes and confesses, then I will respect that man. But really, it's it's ridiculous. So here are a few. Um, I'm going to tell you five points uh, which I have understood and applied. And this is not just because of the show. This is generally how you should behave and respond for um, a person to support them uh, who has been sexually abused okay so first number one is unconditionally support the victim it takes a lot for a person to speak up you risk your reputation your work you risk um, being typecasted being called a victim you risk people throwing mud all over you and so in most cases, people do not make this up. This is not something a person will just be like, la la la, I'm going to make up that I was, um, I was abused. Okay, so firstly, your first reaction should be unconditionally support the victim, whether it's your, um, if, if it's your daughter, it's your sister, it's your brother, it's whoever, your friend. Um, remember about unconditional support. Number two is be sensitive and kind. Dylan was made to um, like speak about this instance over and over and over again. Nobody really thought about the trauma that she was going through to to um, reiterate the, the story and then of course not believed despite the fact that she had to repeat it over and over again. Many victims, many times victims of abuse, stay silent because they don't want to relive the trauma. So it's really important to be, be, to be sensitive and kind. Number three is self-care. Now this I'm, I'm really speaking to uh, people who've been victimized of sexual ab abuse. It's really important to care for yourself. It's important firstly not to feel guilty. It is not your fault. A bad thing, a crime has been committed against you and your body. Do not feel guilty. Um, talk about it. Reach out to others, not just to um, honestly pain that is shared uh, with a safe person. Don't just share it with everybody, but share it with a safe person because the support you get from them will help you set you on the journey to heal. That's really important. And the second reason why it's important for you to care for yourself and talk about it and really take that um, in into um, uh, like have that as a very important aspect is because 
by sharing you may actually without realizing it encourage another person who's gone through the same trauma as you and that is something that i have learned and realized in life every time i share my trauma a lot of people come out and say oh the, even we went through this so this is how you dealt with it and this is how you dealt with it so it's really important to uh, share it with us in a safe space uh, in india we don't really have support groups um or or at least i don't know about the support groups but i know abroad there are many support groups self help groups that you can uh, go on weekly and talk about how you're feeling so that's really important i think it's also important to talk to a therapist but of course go in your time when you're comfortable um and i mean don't force anything and of course get on your journey as you are as you're comfortable but um it's really important to get to really share and talk about it it won't just help you heal but it'll also help someone else heal number 4 is listen it's really important to listen to victims um sometimes all they need to get started in their journey is to be heard now this ties up with number 3 is like self care and talk about it the the fourth point is to listen because um like i keep saying um no one wants to admit that something bad has happened to them so if someone is sharing that someone something bad has happened to them you need to listen and you need to hear them out because you don't know how encouraging you can be maybe you're going to really change their perspective or change their life by just listening and finally number 5 is be aware now this is going to This is going to sound really dark and depressive but be aware that money can buy justice. We live in a very corrupt world and you will probably not get justice. In some cases you do and if you do value it but not all people get justice. And that is also the I mean when you watch the film you realize that it's not just Dylan. There are millions of millions of women who if they have been brave to speak up about it they have not been hurt they've been blamed for their own mistake killed or silenced and then the another population of women are just like women or men i mean even men get and transgenders uh they get abused um anybody who um is uh abused um may not uh get that justice so remember that um you may not get justice and it's a very sad thing to know that but definitely getting on track towards your own healing is very important more than even justice you matter and your life matters and that's really something i feel very very strongly about now coming back to woody allen i mean the less i want to talk about him but i just uh, the the discussion about art created by a monster is is something that the documentary talks about and the, the truth is that i don't know if i'm going to be able to see his movie hear his voice and not um imagine what he did and so that's why i feel really strongly about this it's a really serious topic today i'm talking about but thanks for listening if you've listened to it up to now uh thank you for joining me and uh reach out to someone if you have been in that kind of a situation and support the people if they come and talk to you 
uh, we really have to just build each other and support each other and I really hope that you can uh, thanks for joining me and I will catch you in the next podcast hi so I want to add one more point which I forgot to add you know up to episode one or two I was still convinced that it was a you know a scorned woman and um, but it was when the phone calls started getting tapped okay I, I'm not giving a spoiler or anything but basically Woody Allen started um, like uh, he tapped the phone and started taping their conversations um, so I at that time, she also says, okay, fine, I'll also do the same thing, right, as proof. Mm-hmm. Um, they were together for 12 years, mm-hmm. and they were a couple. And yeah, okay, fine, he established in the beginning that I don't want any responsibility for mm-hmm. children, and you, it's all on you, I don't want any financial responsibility. So in many ways, you would think, oh, what a cool guy, he made it clear, and he was such an honest guy, but it's not, it's not really like that. For me, what what kind of, uh, you know, tipped the iceberg for me was how cold and calculative uh, Woody Allen was in the phone calls and how, you know, 12 years of a uh, relationship just flushed down the toilet. Um, okay, you can say, yeah, she's accusing or whatever, but the fact is that um, you're doing something wrong and then on top of it, you're just you know um getting your uh, pr to handle the situations and to frame her and to uh, you know paint her and this is another thing that we see in a lot of divorce proceedings um people are so um they malign people they ruin their reputation just to win a case and there is no compass there's no morality there's no truth and that is also something that shook me about Woody Allen because he projects himself as a director, actor, writer, as a person who is the representative of the truth in whatever comical form he has. And the fact that uh, he was blatantly lying, even in the conversation, like he went to the point to tell Mia, I'm not recording this conversation. And then on the phone, he says, yeah, I'm just recording the conversation. So the for a person to lie so blatantly so um normally and convince for me as a audience member i don't want to watch a liar i i do not believe that movies uh i i don't believe he should have the privilege of making films anymore and i'm really happy about the fact that his movies are not being released in the u.s um and I, I feel really bad if, if people from Europe and, um, you know, around like outside of US are listening to this. Think about it. Watch this video. Think about what you're supporting. He's still making all this money. And with that money, he's doing evil. You know, he's not doing good. Mia, even though she, you know, almost lost her children, lost the case, was not able to get justice. Her response to the injustice was not to mope around it was she goes and helps the unicef uh she you know he to the point where he said you will never work in america and she still hasn't um the fact that people stand and uh, give him 
accolades while you know she's not even given work because she's been deemed a problematic hysterical woman who's framing somebody but that's not far from the truth her life is dedicated to help people to you know feed um starving kids to um to help with the polio uh, vaccinations uh, across the world so another beautiful element about a person's life is to see how what they do with their free time if um if mia is you know giving her time generously to charities and social work then you if you contrast that with woody allen what is he doing playing his clarinet is he really doing anything great with his time and his money except defending himself and you know so that for me that was definitely the phone conversations uh, the recordings of the conversations really tipped uh, tipped it for me and i really gave me this um realization about this director and writer and actor who i have loved for many many years who i do not love or respect anymore so that's just a small note i wanted to add with this podcast again i'm sangeeta angel kumar and you're listening to planet sang and thanks so much for listening to my podcast i'll catch you in the next one